This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Getting up, getting out or only just getting home? It's Joy Weekend Breakfast. We have our next guest with us. Social entrepreneur, a great queer uh, advocate for our community, um, the wonderful Kyriakos Gold. Good morning to you, Kyriakos. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, boys. I love the energy and enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, we have to be. On the Saturday morning, we need that. Um, uh, we got you up early this morning, Kyriakos. That's okay. I mean, I, I never used to be a person that celebrates weekends, but I think the older I get, I really, really appreciate them. I appreciate the sleeping, but this is a good cause. <laughs> Kyriakos, if there's ever a good reason to wake up early on a Saturday morning, it's because Ando and I will be waking up with you. Oh, Stop it, oh. Paul. I just, I just blushed. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, now, Kyriakos... I'm, la- I'm laughing. Look, you know what? Like, you, you're going to have to push me out of this show. Like, I'm loving it already. <laughs> <laughs> now, you are um, a phenomenal individual, Kyriakos, um, with your hands on so many great uh, projects and opportunities. But let's start off at the beginning. You've just been appointed to the board of the Sydney Mardi Gras. How did that come about? Um, Mardi Gras is a big passion. Look, I live in two states. I live in both Victoria and New South Wales, uh, because of my social enterprise, mm-hmm. Just Gold. Um, and uh, I'm quite active in, in the queer space. Uh, Mardi Gras is, uh, you know, a magical organization, a magical place, like <laughs> my Xanadu. Um, and uh, it's also been uh, part of my research at um, uh, the Center for Social Impact that when I was trying to complete my PhD. And um, I've worked with them in, in the background for quite a while. I ran that elections last year and there was a spot um, to support the board uh, up to the next election and uh, put my hand up and here we are. Wow, that's incredible. And like, you are visionary as well as connected as well as clever and take the compliment. I'm just a dreamer. I'm just, well, a, <laughs> just a queer dreamer. A guy who wants a better place. Yes. And and so what can you say is in your mind now that you know, you've know you influenced at so many different levels in Mardi Gras, but now at a board level, have you got something up your sleeve you want to tackle? Uh, look, it's a team effort. I'm I'm the newest person on the board. I can't claim any mm. any anything yet just another volunteer. Um, I think the organization is very strong. Um, it's doing uh, phenomenal things. World Pride was, um, it took the Pride movement to another level. Um, in Australia, we do things really, really well. We're very structured, we uh, have really good processes, we're very multicultural, we hear many voices. So that signs through. Um, we saw that at the Olympics, we see that in every major celebration, and now we saw that with World Pride. And World Pride is Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras. So the team um, has been doing a tremendous job, and I'm just really happy to, to be part of it, to be honest. Like, just, just put a little little effort just push a bit more and to take us to the next level it is challenging after a major event like world pride because everybody expects more so Mm. this is about meeting community expectations and you know bringing uh, more voices um on stage on on platform creating visibility for everybody being inclusive and staying relevant I'm Kyriakos. I was lucky enough to be able to be broadcast from the um, Sydney Harbour Bridge when the World Pride March went across. If you have those board meetings, it would be great 
I know, and this was a difficult thing to do. What do you want, sunscreen, mate? I, I want, I want <laughs> to try and do the bridge walk every year for Mardi Gras, even if it's just crossing the bridge. So if you sit around to those board meetings, the new person there, please ask them for Paul <laughs> from Melbourne. <laughs> Can we do this every year, please? Because it was such an emotional time for me. And I, there was many times when I was interviewing people crossing that bridge where I, uh, I, I teared up and um, it was just a wonderful, a wonderful opportunity. I, I have to admit, like, you know, I'm not a morning person. I also have a mobility disability, but I walked that bridge. I woke up at seven, I went there. It was so, um, it was a moment that we're all going to remember. And uh, what happens on Oxford Street? Because um, uh, we, it gets so packed and you yeah. are staying in one spot. You don't realize the magnitude of it. You don't see how many people are there. You don't see the power of unity. You don't see the power of all of our community gathering in one place. When we were on the bridge, we could see people yeah. and people and people walking through the city, taking over like a rainbow embrace around North Sydney on the bridge, getting into the city. That, I never, I don't know, I, it was a dream. Like, mm. you just see the power of, of, of community. You see the size of our community. And that's why it's important to show up. That's why it's important to not just show up or the major events but also in the small events around the year to be always on um it is important to see others it is important to be seen and it, it is important to feel safe so the more we gather the more we are able to exchange ideas yeah. and just you know enforce this feeling of safety for me safety is important like there's two words for me safety and opportunity we need for people to feel safe and to have opportunity to do great things yeah hey what's your response Kiriakis, to you know that celebration at pride and togetherness and community to then days following the anti the hate graffiti the crimes that occurred kind of the pendulum swung back another way or there was retaliation and we're seeing such inclusive and, and hate speech spreading the globe at the moment, particularly for our trans and gender yeah. diverse communities. Look, I think um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a reaction to the movement growing so uh, rapidly and intensely, to the equality movement growing around the world. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that hate reaction is trying to pull us back. Yeah. And it is negative and it, and it is difficult and it does feel unsafe, even for us that live in the bubble, you know, because we have to recognize that we live in a bubble in Melbourne and metropolitan Melbourne and metropolitan Sydney. Yeah. The moment you go out in the suburbs, it's a little bit different. I'm not saying it's unsafe, but it's different. Yeah. Um, we're not as visible. Um, when you go to regional, you might have more people in, that are struggling to come out. Um, uh, if, if, if you go to um, the Asia-Pacific, it's even more difficult. You find hostile territories. We've got to understand and recognize that, that the world is not um, one giant Mardi Gras. Yeah. And it's not one giant midsummer. <laughs> um, once we recognize that, then we can understand where, what this, where this hate is coming from. It's always been there. It's not that it's just surfaced. We've got more media, we've got more internet, we've got more interaction. So we see that highlighted because it also sells. Yeah. And because, let's say, the haters, I don't even like the word, but like for the sake of conversation, they're feeling really threatened. Yes, they uh, are. Because <laughs> the feeling for, 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 the, for our movement growing, um, it's a movement of love and love will win. But we need to stick, stick together and we need to be more visible and we need to keep going. And just 
we need to do that not only for ourselves, we need to do that for, for the rest of Australia and for the rest of the world. Otherwise, if we just focus on our bubble, um, eventually we'll shrink. Kiriakos, there's beautiful words, and I think a lot of that will resonate with our listeners. Um, one thing I wanted to talk to you about was the intersectionality of our community. And I saw you were involved in the Autistic Pride Day just a few months ago here in Melbourne. Just yeah. tell us a little bit about that and what's planned for next year. <clears throat> so um, just a key concept of intersectionality is like we're not just one thing. No one is just one thing. Right. You're not just a man, a woman, a non-binary person, you're not just gay, you're not just autistic, you're not just disabled, you're not just Greek, <laughs> in my case, you're not just Australian. You're many things, you know, you're a puzzle of different identities and different intersections. And that's what I do at my work. I, I lead a social enterprise that is a management consultancy that um, creates opportunities for highly skilled consultants that have barriers to work. And we work with um, government and tier one clients uh, and from our profits, we offer the same services to not-for-profits uh, at an accessible rate or for free. So as part of that social enterprise, we have uh, a number of projects that we focus on, some queer projects, some uh, neurodiversity projects. One of them is um, Autistic Pride Day. And what is Autistic Pride Day? It's a day of celebration. Uh, it's June 28, uh, sorry, June 18, and it's a day that we're celebrating autistic people. We celebrate with visibility, we celebrate with autistic-led programs, we promote self-affirmation, dignity, equality, and um, this is uh, a fairly new concept in the autistic space. Mm. It's a strength-based approach, and it is very much like our pride, the, the gay pride. It's, very, it's the, the same concept. So what we've done is we created, um, for the first time, a, a toolkit online where people can download uh, social media, uh, speech templates, how to celebrate, how to donate, how to uh, fundraise for autistic organizations. It's a full portal on autisticpride.org. And with this um, toolkit, we decided to host the first symposium, symposium of this kind, like a mini conference in Melbourne. And uh, we did that this June. We had over 15 organizations join us. We had over uh, 17 speakers. We had six sessions. Um, uh, we spoke about autistic-led programs for kids and, and families. We spoke about autistic entrepreneurship, neurodiversity through the eyes of neurodivergent consultants and practitioners, mm -hmm. mostly in the health space. We spoke about um, all the trends um, that we currently see and conversations that we hear in the autism space. And we also hosted two workshops, how to create safe spaces for autistic uh, queer people and autistic women. So that, that was our first attempt and it did really, really well. It had, uh, um, I think, from what I see from our database, that there were hundreds of thousands of people that downloaded and were um, affected, that were affected by our toolkit that had those messages of strength and, and, and power and affirmation. Um, and now we're planning to host Autistic Pride Day 2024 in two states, at least, in New South Wales and Melbourne. Um, so evolving that platform, having more sessions, more people, uh, make it hybrid, make it live. And um, 
uh, coincides, uh, hopefully, with the announcement of the national autistic strategy that the federal government is working on at the moment. So, Kyrgios, Kyriakos, we would love to get you back uh, in the in sure, later on in the year. Yeah. We can announce what that looks like and uh, how people can get involved in that. But we're running out of time. So, Kyriakos, thank you for joining us this That's morning all. on Joey Kambreki. Yeah. Um, loving <laughs> your work, and we'll talk to you again before Christmas. Take it. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.